Hello, this is Amita Switlow, and I'm in Vancouver for QSO VSO West in our Vancouver office. And I have a wonderful return volunteer just dropped by, and this is a very re recent return volunteer named Rex Turgano. Hi. Hi, Rex. I've been um, tracking you down. I know. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's been it's been a, a, a whirlwind tour because I just literally got back and f uh, and also had to st start a job right away. So you're very lucky. Yeah. Now, Rex, you served with us in Nepal. Yes. Um, 2008 to 2010. Mm -hmm. Where were you recruited from? Uh, we were recruited uh, from um, the uh, uh, in well, Vancouver. In Vancouver, yes. yes. And we we saw. I think there was a Vancouver information session. This was oh. March in March to no. Was I October. was there. Now I remember you. You do. Yes. Okay. Now I remember you. Now tell me something. They um, when you what uh, did you study before you left? Um, I'm, uh, I did my master's in library and information studies, um, oh. and then I have a background in uh, environmental studies. And um, throughout the years during my study, I took on uh, web development and design, and I managed to uh, learn that on my own, but also apply it to my education and, and various work opportunities uh, since then. Now, what did you do? What was the partner organization that you worked with? Oh, wow. It seems like it was there yesterday, but it seems so long ago. It, um, I partnered with um, uh, a, a small um, community-based, well, small NGO called uh, General Welfare Pratistan in uh, Kathmandu, Nepal. General Welfare? Pratistan. Pratistan. Yes. What and does I, this word mean? And that means uh, general health. Oh, okay. Overall health. Yeah. Um, and trust. Yeah. And trust. Oh. So I think they wanted, the, <laughs> it was funny, that they, they wanted to register as General Welfare Trust. And I think when they were registering, um, they the person translated as Protestant. So, oh, I see. So it was, yeah, General Welfare Protestant. And I was their uh, information uh, ad, uh, technology advisor, helping them uh, understand and manage their uh, various computers related systems and, um, and the website as well, and also provided training to some of the um, staff who worked in the uh, uh, HIV-AIDS uh, sector. In oh, okay. So I was under the HIV-AIDS program at VSO Nepal. What's happening with HIV-AIDS in Nepal? Well, um, right now they're doing a lot of the uh, community-based organizations um, and NGOs are working towards providing awareness. Uh, campaigns and also trying to educate some of the uh, uh, at-risk populations about HIV AIDS and um, and they're doing it in a wide variety of ways through uh, um, traditionally through um, marches and uh, uh, advocacy with the government to um, empowering uh, women through education and, and literacy uh, in regards to better health uh, practices. Do you think it's working? Well, yeah, overall I think it is, slowly but surely. It's hard to imagine um, some of the immediate impacts. Like, of, of course there are uh, when they see how many people are engaged in some of their initiatives. Um, but I, I, I can tell that over the long term, and I think even the year that I was there, a lot of, uh, a lot of lives have changed. Uh, 
through some of the work that a lot of my colleagues who work in the HIV AIDS sector in the, as a program advisor and, and uh, uh, organization management person. Um, so change was, was happening, but uh, very slowly, but it's understandably needed. Um, so. so is uh, HIV AIDS um, prevalent in Kathmandu, in Nepal? Um, at the moment, it's not at the, not at the stage uh, uh, prevalent as in other countries, but they're really doing a proactive approach. Okay. To, to uh, preventing uh, it to be at like an ep epidemic stage. Like right now, a lot, they're identifying the high risk areas and really trying to do a lot of awareness and, and proactive, pro, uh, proactive. be proactive in those areas. So, which I think is really good because they've seen what could happen in other countries that are, uh, where AIDS is is uh, an epidemic or really And in Asia it's become really uh, critical in many areas. Mm -hmm. yeah. Now you went with a partner, tell yes. me, what's her name? Uh, her name's Talal Elvis and uh, she actually introduced me to uh, Kuso VSO and I was, uh, I didn't know what it was and at the time um, we were uh, still exploring what to do uh, with our career and, and we were at a point in our lives where this would be a good time to do this type of volunteer work as a career break um, before we decided to settle down and start a family. And, uh, and she really, um, um, we, just, we really wanted to do this experience together and uh, it really worked out great. We learned wow. the whole process of uh, getting prepared but also in the country as well. We, I'm, I'm pretty, we learned a lot more about each other as well. So. I bet. We've got yeah. lots of uh, our return volunteers that either met on assignment or went together. Mm -hmm. It's it's amazing. You can grow very close as yes. a couple or actually uh, be yeah. challenged because yeah. it's because uh, you're in, you're, you're in mm -hmm. a new environment. What was your accommodation like? We uh, Our accommodation uh, was really nice, actually. We got really lucky um, because... We had to do a lot of networking around, um, and I guess like in Vancouver where you really have to get on and find uh, a good accommodation really fast, um, there, it, it felt, it, looking back, it's probably the same situation. We had to uh, really look like every day, uh, and um, especially doing it in a different language, that was harder, and trying to bargain prices, but um, we found a really nice accommodation that was renovated. It used to be like a huge room similar to this, but then the landlord uh, divided it in half. And they were, they had, uh, the landlord had actually uh, children vis uh, studying in the United States, so they, they kind of knew what foreigners liked in terms of the accommodation and style. And so they set it up nice. Yeah, really had nice standards. Marble kitchen, marble counters. Wow, that's we were, we were we were really lucky. Uh, but at the same time, we had the uh, um, our wasn't a traditional stove. It was a camping stove and, and uh, mm. uh, propane tank type. Uh, uh, the shower was just was generally one room and um, and so forth. Um, you can do lots with that. Oh though. yeah, yeah. Like who needs a shower curtain? We don't really need one, and and it did, really didn't matter. Like and yeah. uh, you know, a, a fridge. We had a, a fridge, which was great, and. Uh, of course, there are power cuts, but we planned, right, to like, 
buy our food, and not buy a lot of food because we knew that we'd only get four hours of power a day during the, the load shedding season, but um, we, 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 we really made our accommodation to be as, uh, uh, to feel like home, uh, just to get us through some of the tough times. The tough times and yeah. Stuff. yeah. Cold in Kathmandu. Yeah, it got cold and it was very interesting to see how we adapted because here in Vancouver, you know, like if it was cold, oh, I'll just turn on the heat. And, uh, and in the office, yeah, there's, there's a home uh, heat and ventilation systems. There it was, you wake up, it's cold, take a shower, cold, uh, nighttime, cold, office was cold, so we literally lived in our fleece jackets and, and a two cat all day uh, during the winter months and uh, <laughs> went to bed like that. <laughs> it was just, just cold. cold. <laughs> um, we had an option, oh, and of course, uh, VS on Nepal, like they had like a stipend to provide us with a heater. Oh. And uh, we just thought, well, we don't really need it. We didn't really mind the cold. We got used to it. Um, and it was there. The option was there to have this gigantic space heater. But uh, we knew that, oh, we, it, the winter's almost over. And uh, it was going to be really hot soon. So, yeah. <laughs> okay, so when I think about that part of the world, I'm thinking, uh, did you get any cool outfits from there? Yes, I did. And... Um, I should share, uh, I bought a traditional, I had a custom-made traditional Nepali outfit. Ah, like nice. The, the, the little cap and the, the vest and the, uh, it looks like a, a kurta, but it was... Yeah, it, like it, a kurta, they yeah, wear like kurta, that, yeah. yeah. Got that, and my, my, my partner, she got beautiful, um, oh, I forgot the name of it again, it's escaping me, but... It's, uh, a, it's like a, a Punjabi suit? Yeah. A, um, Salvar? Uh, Kurtis Sorbal, but that's the one, but, oh, she's going to kill me. Yeah, well, she'll tell, yeah. she'll tell us. She'll tell us. She'll tell us. And I okay. hope that you'll wear that when you come to our December 4th and 5th event well, at UBC. Sure. At I International House. Yes, and I do plan to be, show, there. be there and volunteer and oh, wonderful. share our experiences and stories. So I'm looking forward to that. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. So I'm... Uh, Wondering that this uh, you're working now already. Yes. I am. Tell me where I'm working at the UBC learning exchange in the downtown east side um, And this is a very special initiative that the university had started to over ten years ago where we are uh, essentially um, Very similar to what uh, VSO is about sharing skills and changing lives <laughs> We uh, and it, it was funny because when I was applying for this job some of the values that they shared where um, we can work with the uh, downtown Eastside community and share some of the skills and knowledge with each other and there would be uh, um, co or uh, mutual learning like yeah. it's not UBC coming in and, and sharing their skills but we're also learning what some of the skills and gifts that the downtown Eastside residents has as well. A and tough, a tough gig. Yes, it is. And it started off there, but we are sort of doing this type of hands-on community service learning uh, type activities throughout uh, uh, the community as well on campus and where students alike can come in uh, and, and do some of the uh, co-curricular and curricular-based projects within the community and uh, and the community can um, participate as well and and have these shared uh, 
the shared uh, visions. Goals, shared goals and visions, yeah. So, your experience with QSOVS so kind of in, impacted your life in some way. It surely did. It surely did. I, I come back here with a whole new set of um, lens or eyes when I, when I do look at things around. And um, some of the things, uh, some of my values did, of course, stay the same, but it's uh, when I look at myself, or if I did meet myself in 2008, and I, I can tell that we're both of us were definitely different people, and definitely for the better. Now you're Canadian, and when yes. I look at you, your ancestry is from another part of yeah, the world. Yeah. So I just wondered, first of all, where sure. what's your ancestry? Philippines. Philippines. Yeah. Now when you went there, mm -hmm. did you get confused for one of the I sure locals? Because you look. I bit. sure did, and it was actually very great and entertaining because yeah. a lot of them like. Whenever I'm walking around town with my fellow volunteers, and of course a lot of them are from the UK and are Dutch, a lot of the locals thought I was the guy. <laughs> so they would immediately talk to me in Nepali, and I could understand it a bit, and they offer me commission. Oh, bring your friends over here. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can make some and extra I, money on and this and side. And I would just smile, and, and I, I, t oh. I would talk in Nepali, and of course after five, ten minutes they would hear this accent that I had and they knew that I wasn't Nepali but a lot of them I, I think being someone who I guess looks like the yeah. looks Nepali uh, I found that they were more comfortable with um, talking or relating to me yes and maybe because of my, my glowing personality as well but it really brought um, the, the intimidation wasn't there and they were more open and 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 I guess they were, I guess, really impressed, not impressed, but like that someone who, uh, who, had, who has a similar Asian descent background uh, um, had a lot of things in common, common yeah, well, yeah. yeah, especially with the same type of uh, ethnic upbringing. And, and there are some values so. that we all share, and I, mm -hmm. I've noticed that when I go overseas too, that mm -hmm. I'm, you know, even with First Nations communities mm -hmm. here, I get this look like, you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, we kind of like nod each Yeah, time. we're on the yeah. same page, yeah. <laughs> we're all working together. Yeah. So I am so impressed, Rex, and I oh. and I'm so happy that you found a job and that you're doing uh, something, you know, you're using the sk your skill sets here in Vancouver to make our community here yeah, a better place. You. The downtown east side is a tough place and mm. needs people like you. Yeah, yeah, and downtown east side, of course, you have this this stigma associated with it. Um, uh, and but really, after a while, once you get to know uh, some of the people and and the area, like it's a really beautiful place. It's like, a rich place, rich isn't it? Rich with lots of vibrant uh, culture and, and, and diversity. diversity. Oh, it's, it's huge in diversity. I wouldn't, I, uh, I love it. <laughs> the phone's ringing. Oh, that's that time. And it's time to say thank you. You're welcome. All right.